Hallelujah. We're going to have the word of God tonight and the word of testimony. Let us go on with the word of God and the word of testimony. Our testimony reads as follows. Blessed with his heart. There is a woman in South Africa who has testified about the goodness of God in her life. She called Pastor Robert for prayer last week, complaining about how she is suffering without a car and did not even have money for a deposit. Pastor Robert prayed for her over the phone and declared that God will bless her with a car. She texted the man of God again when she was going to make an application for the car. Pastor Robert prayed for her again. She sent a text to testify that the application is approved and she will fetch the car the following day. Amen. 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 In Jesus' name. Our announcements are as follows. Every morning... At 7 a.m., we have our morning prayer, followed by our midday service at 5 to 12. Then we have our evening service, which starts at half past 6 every night. Amen. Amen. Our prayer starts at 5 to 12 every night. And we also have our weekly prayer fasting, which is on Wednesday, Tuesdays, and Fridays. The details of the fasting are shared on our different WhatsApp groups. Amen. 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 Who want to partake in the blessings of the Lord through church and offerings? The bank details are shared on our different WhatsApp groups, on our messenger groups, as well as on our different Facebook platforms. Amen. 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 Tonight we will get the word of God from the book of Matthew, chapter 8, from verse 22 and 19. Matthew 8, from verse 22, it says, But Jesus told him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their own. Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, 
and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. When he arrived at the other side in the region of the Gadaran, two demon-possessed men coming from the tomb met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Amen. 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 You know, just to 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 read and to listen to the word of God as it is, the word of God itself is powerful. Amen. Just Amen. that reading itself, you know, is more than enough. Anyway, let us go straight to the book of Matthew, chapter 8. Uh, let us read from verse number 20. The Bible says that, I'm sure, on the text that have been read, we started in verse number number 22, but you're going to start from verse number 20, going downwards. Jesus replied, The foxes have dens, the bird have nests, the son of man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Um, um, we, we, let us start also from, read also verse number, number 19. The Bible says that, Then a teacher of the law came to him and said that, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Okay. So that we can understand that passage very clearly where it starts starting. That means before he says that the foxes have danced, the bed have nest, the son of man have no place to lay his head. And before he said that, let the dead bury the dead, the Bible said that there was a, not just anybody. This man was a teacher of the law. I want you to understand if the Bible said that this man was a teacher of the law, what does that imply? If this man was a teacher of the law, he was not just a nobody. He was somebody who was following the law. A Torah. The Torah, the law of the Old Testament. But this man, at least, when he heard the word of God, when he saw Jesus, when he heard Jesus Christ teaching, he believed Jesus Christ. When he believed Jesus, the Bible said that. He said, Jesus, I want to follow you wherever you go. I've realized who you are. I've realized that you are not just anybody. I've realized that you are more than just a man. You are the son of the living God. That's what he, it was happening here. I've realized that you are the Messiah, the anointed one who the, the law have been talking about. 
then once he have realized that Jesus Christ is not an ordinary person, he said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Actually, what do you do? Once you find out Jesus Christ is indeed is the Lord, what do you do when you realize that Jesus Christ is the Lord? Jesus Christ is God. What do you do? Do you still remain where you are, busy doing whatever you are doing? You relax and you do what you do. What do you do when you find out who Jesus Christ is? A man like this, who was not just anybody, but who was a teacher of the law. But the Bible said that when he had the revelation that Jesus Christ is not an, a just anybody and is not a nobody, Jesus Christ is the Lord, Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, one of the things that he did is to, is to leave everything. Oh, oh, no, I wouldn't say he lived everything. He wanted to. This one wanted to. This one wanted to leave everything and said that I will follow you wherever you go. I want to just also take you somewhere. Can we go to the book of John chapter 1? John chapter 1. I, wanna, I want you to get this one. Ari kriatos krabiatos kapahagi. Halakatorabasian talabahaka. Hallelujah. John chapter 1 from verse number 35. The Bible said that the next day John was there again with his two disciples. When they saw Jesus Christ passing, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. And the, the two disciples had this. Uh, they followed Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible talks about even this is another scenario. The Bible talks about John himself. This is this John is John the Baptist. The Bible said that this John the Baptist one day, one day, he was with his two disciples. As he was with his two disciples, the Bible said that Jesus, when he saw Jesus Christ passing, he said, "Look, the Lamb of God." Look, the Lamb of God. You know, if we don't read verse number 29, you may not really understand fully what happened. Let us read also verse number 29 of John chapter 1. The Bible says that the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look at the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's what he said the other day, the previous day. Then on the other day, he was with his disciples and he told his disciples, look at the Lamb of God. Remember what I said yesterday. Now I'm saying it again. Look at the Lamb of God. Because the main reason John came was to reveal Jesus, was to lead the way for Jesus. And indeed, when his disciples came, when, when he was with disciple and Jesus Christ came, he said, look at the Lamb of God. But when they caught a revelation that, oh, this is the Lamb of God. This is the Son of God. This is Jesus Christ who is God. The Bible said that, this was the, the Bible said that when the disciples of John, 
And the Bible said that they followed Jesus. Then when Jesus Christ revealed himself, and when you have got the revelation, who Jesus Christ is, what do you do? The answer is you follow him. You follow him. This is what you do. These two, the Bible talks about these two men who were the disciples of John, when they find out who Jesus Christ is, what did they do? They followed him. Don't think that they followed, they followed Jesus and went back to John. No, they did not. If you read very well, you realize those disciples became the disciples of Jesus Christ. Because they find out, oh, the Messiah is here. The one who their master John have been talking about is here the real master, Jesus. Then they do what? They follow Jesus. The same way this Pharisee is, the Bible says, is the teacher of the law. This teacher of the law, the Bible says that this teacher of the law, he was the teacher. He was not just a student of the law. He was a teacher. But as he was studying the Torah, as he was studying the law, the law which was talking about Jesus before he came and which was the word of God by then. And the Bible said, when he, he, he heard Jesus, when he saw Jesus, when Jesus revealed himself, what did he do? He followed Jesus. Then I'm saying to you tonight, what do you do when Jesus Christ revealed himself to you? What do you do? Do you wait for him to call you and say, follow me? Oh, uh, when, I'm talking, when I'm talking about this, I'm remembering the man Peter. The Bible said that one day, this was the first time Peter had an encounter with the Lord. The Bible said that on this first day, Peter had an encounter with the Lord. The Bible said the Lord was teaching. He was teaching close to the river. As he was teaching close to the river, the Bible says that when, the, when Jesus Christ uh, was teaching, there was a crowd and he was standing by the, by the shore. And the Bible said that, you know, as the crowd was coming closer, he was looking for somewhere where he could stand very well and teach. And the Bible said that that was Peter, that was the day Peter was there. He was, because Peter was a fisherman, he was, he was fishing that night and he could not catch anything. And when he could not catch anything, the Bible said that Jesus asked for the boat. Can I, Peter, can I use your boat to teach the word, to continue with the service? And the Bible said that Peter said, yes, you can use it. But that time, as Jesus Christ was busy teaching, Peter was busy washing the nets. I'm sure he was listening because he was close by. But the Bible said that Peter borrowed Jesus the boat. As he was borrowed the boat, the Bible said he began to teach. He began to teach. He was teaching. He was teaching. He continued to teach. When he was done, he said that, oh, Peter, take the same you have boat. I want to show you something. You know, let me tell you this. Peter... When he had a boat, it was just a boat. But he borrowed that boat to Jesus. Jesus was ministering to there. When he was standing on the boat, as he was ministering standing there, that, that, that boat was blessed. That boat was anointed. The anointing was rubbing on it. 
Some people don't understand that when you borrow Jesus Christ, a platform, that cell phone, if you are using it to transform, to listen to the word of God, to spend your time in the presence of God, that, anoint, that cell phone also begins to be anointed. Yes, it begins to be anointed. It begins to be blessed. Because it's God, where God is appearing through. It's because during the service, like you are borrowing your cell phone to Jesus. It's the same thing. When you are spending your time, let's say, praying in your car, God begins to anoint your car. God begins to anoint your house. If you are that place, that place where you are, where the Bible says that where two or three come together in my name, there I am in their midst. Then that's, the, more, the more God is coming and is coming, one of the mediums is your cell phone, your cell phone becomes anointed. If now you are having a service in your house, like tonight, maybe you are in your house, that house becomes anointed. Then in the same way, that boat was anointed. It was not the boat that, that Peter borrowed to Jesus. Yes, physically it looked the same, but spiritually it was blessed. Spiritually, it was anointed. It's the same thing. Your house may look like the same, but that house is anointed. Your car may look the same, but that car is anointed. The anointing is rubbing over it. The anointing, the presence of God is rubbing over it. Yes, sooner or later you'll be aware of it. That all this, this house is anointed. This car is anointed. This phone is anointed. This phone is not anointed. This phone is anointed. Why? You are using it to connect to, to the presence of God. It should be anointed. So Peter, the boat was anointed. And the Bible says that. Jesus said that. Okay, now, throw the net to the left-hand side of the boat. Peter was like, oh, master. Master. What you are talking about, I've done it so many times last night. I tried to throw the net there, I could not catch anything. I could not catch anything, I tried. That's why some people were trying to, no, 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 connect to the service using that phone. We want that phone to be anointed, whatever in that phone to be anointed. So that what you could not get before with that cell phone, you could get it this time because that cell phone will be anointed. Okay, that I'm just passing by. And the Bible says, Peter said, I tried, it could not work. But Peter said that, because it is you, Lord, let me try it, let me do it. And the Bible said that he threw the net to the left-hand side of the boat. The same place where there was no fish, the Bible said that, he tried to pull it out, the net. The net could not come out. When the net could not come out, you have to call the friends. The friends came and tried and helped him. They came and helped him to pull out the net. The net were full of fish. I'm trying to tell you tonight what you could not achieve by your own ability. What you could try, where you have tried, what you have tried to do and you cannot come out with the results. But when you are trying with the anointing, when you are trying with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can get the results beyond your natural expectation. The same thing that happened to Peter. Hallelujah. Amen. The same thing that happened to Peter. The Bible said that he could not pull that net out. He had to call others. 
He have to call others to come and help him because the same nets were anointed. The same boat was anointed. The Bible, Peter could not believe it. It was a miracle. He could not believe it. It was a wonder. He was he could not believe what have happened. That's what God can do for you. That's what the anointing can do for you. That's what the power of God can do for you. What you could not achieve by your own ability. The power of the Holy Spirit can help you to achieve. The anointing. Learn to acknowledge the anointing. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Learn to acknowledge the presence of God. Learn to acknowledge the presence of angels. You know... Sometimes when you want to activate anointing, just know that you are anointed. Remember it. Sometimes when you want to activate the angels, just remember that, yes, we have declared. I can't, we don't go alone. They usher us. You will see that angel at work. You will see that angel of yours, what? At work. The angels with us at what? At work. They are at work. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. I'm saying this just to pass by, but that anointing helped Peter to achieve what he could not achieve the whole night. I'm saying tonight, what is it that you have been trying to achieve and you could not achieve it? I'm trying to say to you tonight, to us tonight, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I said they will be achievable in the name of Jesus. Amen. What is impossible with men, the Bible says that is what? It is possible with God. What is with God? It it means that you, by faith, appropriating the anointing, with the anointing by your side, power of the Holy Ghost, God will make it achievable. I don't know what is your problem tonight, but I'm saying that that problem already is solved. The solution that you have been looking for, that solution is coming. You may wonder how. By the anointing of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. I say congratulations because the solution has come. The job has come. The healing has come. The breakthrough has come in the name of Jesus. But the main point that we're talking about is that it was that day. It was the day that Peter met Jesus Christ. It was the day that Peter had an encounter. An encounter with the Lord. And the Bible said that. Jesus said that. uh, Peter, I want to make you the fishers of men. Follow me. He had an encounter from that day. Peter followed Jesus. That's why a few days ago, if not yesterday, we were hearing about Jesus also now healing his mother-in-law. His mother-in-law. That was just Mary, one of it. But there were many miracles that Peter experienced in his life until Peter became a miracle worker himself. Why? He followed Jesus Christ. That's why I said that when Jesus Christ revealed himself by a miracle, he revealed himself by a sign, he revealed himself by a wonder. After when he had revealed himself by the word of God, when he had revealed himself by his presence, what do you do? You follow him. That's what you do. 
You never let Jesus Christ go. God forbid. How can you find the Son of the living God and you let him go? How can you find God and you let him go? The Bible talks about the men like Jacob. The Bible said that Jacob, one night when he was about to meet the brother, when he was about to meet the brother, he saw the brother who had been looking for him to kill him and he was scared to meet the brother because he knew what he had stolen from the brother. But the Bible said that night, God appeared, an angel appeared, and he began to wrestle with God. As they wrestled with God, the Bible said that that angel wanted to go in the morning. And the Bible said that uh, when that angel was about to go, the Bible says that uh, Jacob said that, uh, that angel said to Jacob, Jacob, let me go. It's about to be very break. I want to go. I want to go back to heaven. Let me go. And the Bible said that that angel said that I will not let you go. The Jacob said that I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. You never let God go. Jacob said until you bless me. No. If you find God, you never let, even though he has blessed you, he must never go. Even though he has blessed you, never let him go. You follow him. You follow him for the rest of your life. He become the Lord of your life. He must become the Lord of your finances. He must become the Lord of your career. He must become the part of your everything. You must never let let him go. Yes, sometimes, you know, Others have made that mistake and let Jesus Christ go. How can you let the author of life go? How do you do that? As Jesus Christ has said that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except him. How can you let Jesus Christ go? If you find him, keep him for life. Even when we are saying cool for life is because words cannot express it. Keep him beyond this life. Beyond this life. Keep him. No matter what. No matter what. Keep him beyond this life. Keep the Lord. That's why later on we are hearing about this. Um, these are the disciples when Jesus Christ was inside the boat. The Bible said that, yes. Jesus Christ was inside the boat. When he was in the boat, the Bible said this time he was asleep. As he was asleep, the Bible says that... Um, there was a huge storm. As there was a huge storm, the Bible says that uh, the disciples were scared. They were terrified and they woke up Jesus. Jesus, don't you care that you're about to drown? Don't you care that you're about to die? The Bible said that Jesus said that. Uh, you of little faith, why are you afraid? And he speak to the storm. And be still. And the storm died down. Let me tell you this. Jesus is solving this problem and is performing a miracle because he's there. If he was not there, oh, I don't know what the storm could have done to them because obviously they did not, believe, did not have enough faith to stop the storm. But because Jesus Christ is there, and I can tell you, even Peter was the part of the crew, was the part of those who were in the, in the, in the boat, have, experiencing another miracle again experiencing another sign again because he he, he kept close with Jesus. 
He kept staying in Jesus. He did not get a miracle and say, Jesus, I've seen, yes, you, you are a miracle worker. But Jesus, bye-bye. Like what others have done, that mistake. Instead of experiencing the power of God over and over again, they did not. God wants your life to be miraculous. God wants your life, even the Lord wants your life to be wonderful, glorious. But it can be only be wonderful and glorious if you keep Jesus Christ in your life and never let him go. Never let him go. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Never let him go. Not for anything in this life. Not for anything. Never let Jesus Christ go. Never let him go. Oh, he's the best thing that has ever happened to our lives. Without him, Jesus said that without me, you can do nothing. As a child of God, know it. Know it that without Jesus, we are what? We are nothing and we cannot do anything. And never let him go, no matter what. That's why they've got this song that says that. Ra, 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 na, ye. Yeso ravua na ye, yeso richimbira na ye, yeso rizula na ye. Like that. That song that says that we sleep with him, we eat with him, we go wherever we go with him. There's nowhere we don't go without him. And that's my how it must be, no matter what. When I say no matter what, I'm saying in brackets, all conditions of life. But never let Jesus Christ go. Carry the cross and follow him. That's what the Bible says that year. Jesus told him, follow me. That's what he said. And let the dead bury the dead. No matter what, let nothing separate you from the Lord. Our lives must be all about him, no matter what. No matter what, we need to maintain this relationship. Our life and source of life, source of prosperity, source of success is tied to him. It's tied to him. You let Jesus Christ go, you are letting your life go. You are letting your life go. You let your life go, you die spiritually. And never let Jesus Christ go. He's the source of your everything. He's the source of your prosperity. He's the source of your health. He's the source of your protection. Then no matter what, know that Jesus Christ is everything. That was one of the greatest revelations I got in my life. That Jesus Christ is everything. He's everything. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Jesus is everything. He's all that we ever need. He's all. Then in life, you know, for the rest of our life, we have to be always after him. After him. In such a way that we say that, Lord Jesus, don't leave me behind. Don't leave me behind and try to chase him as he go forward. And never let him go. No matter what. Whether you get distracted, whether you fall down, rise up. 
I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. But never let Jesus Christ go. Never let him go. Fight to be with him if it takes for you to fight. Do whatever you have to do so that you can walk with him. Do whatever you have to do. That's what we have to do. Because the systems of the world that we live in is not meant to tie you with Jesus. And the God of this world does not want you to be one with the Lord. He will try for you to be left behind. He will try for you to fall down. But don't fall and remain in the ground. Don't left behind until we go to heaven. Until we go to heaven. No matter what. What comes your way, don't, don't agree to fall down. Don't agree to be left behind. Continue. Fight to be with the Lord. Fight to be close to Him. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody. That's what you ought to do. One of the biggest challenges the devil will, must have is to separate you and me with the Lord until we are inseparable. Until when the devil says that I've tried everything that I could do. Until he says he has tried everything he, that he can do with his power and his mind. But, and he realized that ex, indeed nothing can separate us from the Lord. And I pray tonight and let us pray. I pray tonight that nothing will ever separate us from the Lord. That at the end of the day. We will find that scripture fulfilled that nothing, no demon, no witch, no tokolosh, no devil himself will ever be able to separate us from what? From the Lord in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I say forward we go in Jesus' name. Higher with the Lord we go in the name of Jesus. Anywhere because of time, begin to pray wherever you are. Mantali grodiska prakatisa bradiasko pagi. Mantala bashikarabayato rogane. Arikrotia palokotoro goyato rebayita rama. Mantabasata rogo. Ariana masonto rogo shata rabayake. Mantra, <laughs> 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 
We need your grace. We need your grace. We need your grace. Give us your grace. Give us your grace. Give us your grace, We need your grace. We need your grace. We need your grace. We need you, we need you, Lord. We need you, Master. We need you, Master. countries in our in our anything in our anything i command them I command them to the abbey. I command them to the abbey. So let there be progress. Let there be progress in my life. In my family, in my career, in my anything, in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, I command. I command everything to turn around for my good. Say everything. Turn around. Turn around for my good. Oh In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. 
then this evening there might be somebody who wants to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Wherever you are, let us say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Sanctify me. Sanctify me. Purify me. Purify me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There may be so, wow, if there was somebody who was praying that prayer for the first time, know that yes, you are born again, yes, you are saved, yes, you are a child of the living God. And what you can help yourself with is that follow this broadcast, this uh, account that whenever we go live, you can become our prayer partner as you get notification and your life will never ever be the same in the name of Jesus Christ. And don't forget on the, on the 29th of this month, we are starting with our 10 days prayer and fasting for the month of July. And we, on that month, write 10 prayer requests, specific prayer requests, 10 of them. And on those 10 days, we will be planting a seed for 10 days, believing God for a miracle, believing God to move. I want us to do, have an expectation this month of June. And you say that in these 10 days, something must happen. And we pray and fast together. And I can assure you, the living God is still alive. The miracle worker still performs a miracle. He still do what no man can ever do. And we will be blessed. Remember, on the month of June, already when we talk about the month of June, it's the sixth month of the year, it's half of the year. We are in the half time. Then on this half time, we are going to be believing that our next half, our next half, it shall be glorious. It must be full of surprises. Then that's why we're saying that in this time, I want us to, to increase a bit of seriousness. But this is just this. Uh, we're going to talk about the month of July as we go further. But we're talking about the month of June. So that on the second half, we want to see God again. In the, month, in the year of 2021, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Anyway, let us share the grace from us. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all. Be with us all. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to say to you tonight, have a blessed and a successful night in Jesus' name.